Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but I am not your game master today, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I typically play Charlie, that guy Pine. <laughs> I'm Michael, and normally I am playing Professor Rudimentus Sneed. And I'm Lydia, and normally I play Liliana Shadow Raiden. But we're doing something different today. <gasps> a little bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not both. Cast them out. <laughs> Anyways. Um, are you going to tell them what yeah. we're doing different, or are you just going to let no, them no, figure no, it out? No, no, no. You have no, to guess. No, no. <laughs> you have to figure it out. <laughs> Solve the puzzle before you listen to the rest of the episode. No, no one ever reads what the title is. So <laughs> <laughs> the alternate title says it all. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to just like go into it and let them figure it out if they haven't already. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I really do like it. Oh, do I start? Okay. Uh, now I have to pick something. If you are listening to this cold without like reading the episode title or anything, please we tweet at us. No, please tweet at us. I want to just see if anyone just like to start, like, you have no clue what we're talking about, like, what's going on, just please tweet at us if you're in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh... And please don't look at the title until the very end. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can do the what lessons have you learned since starting the podcast. Uh, mm. I guess mm. for me, uh, the biggest... Uh, thing... Real quickly, that this question comes from Celebi from our Celebi. Discord. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Celebi. Uh, I guess the lessons that I've learned mostly is that um, to plan a little bit less than I usually do, um, because if I over plan, I'm less flexible, and it's more interesting when more mm. things are going on. Um, also, to try, I'm still not getting this down as much as I'd like, but to try to be able to plan for more people, because uh, a lot of what I planned for was for the three trainers and yet we're having guests we have guests every once in a while the things there and a lot of times that kind of even though like we have that as a premise that still kind of takes me by surprise um so just Mm -hmm. working through that are the kind of the two big things and also that if i go in with very little idea except for a rough thought of what's going on i can make up enough to keep things going which is nice and I'm, I mean, I've never, like, really GM'd a campaign at all before. I'm, um, I'm hoping to. I have, I have a world jumbling around in my head. We'll see how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like yeah, a nice balance of things you plan but still being flexible. I don't know, it's hard, because, like, I imagine, Nick, there's a story you want to tell with this. At least that's kind of the way that I, I approach it. There's a story that you want to tell, and we're helping to tell that story, and we're filling in some of the gaps, but, you know... What? What what I find works better, and yeah, there, there is an idea I have for like different for like the main story that I like to tell. But what works what works better with players, especially when you're running with it, is instead to have a world where things are happening, and you expect them to react. So in, instead of being like I expect these characters to be like I expect the main characters to be heroic, to do specific things, to work out specific actions, be like okay, there's these people, and they're gonna do this. Unless something interrupts them, like uh, one of the best things I read a long time ago for like 
uh, plans or like a good uh, thing for DMing, a good guide for DMing or good tips. Uh, one of them is to ask yourself constantly, especially with the villains, but with a lot of your NPCs, if nothing interrupted them, what would they do? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. then do that, and the players get to be the interruption. And then you ask yourself, okay, they just got interrupted in this way, so now what do they do? It allows things to run a little bit more uh, organically, for lack of a better yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the best at it, but that's what I... Yeah. Um, as for me, um, what have I learned since starting the podcast? Roll for accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> um... And, I don't know, I mean, this is really my first foray into doing anything in regards to, I shouldn't say, my first real uh, foray into it, like, I, I briefly did an online uh, play-by-post D&D session, which got, like, through the first battle, and then the GM was like, I'm too busy, I can't do this anymore, so. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> that kind of fizzled out pretty quickly. I mean, yeah. I, 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 that was I, play-by-post? I, yeah. Yep. Nah, yeah, those, eight, those can get 80 bacon. to 90% just kind of die, mm-hmm. unfortunately. <laughs> Um, uh, so this is really my first uh, foray into like playing RPGs and stuff, and it's uh, I guess I've, I've learned the system, I've learned uh, working on my role playing, I suppose. Um, yeah, um, I don't. Know, mm-hmm. I, I I guess like just overall, like I feel like it's something that I, I more so come and just to play, you know, play a game with you guys. I know we're putting out a uh, a podcast with this, but it's just like even if we didn't have the podcast, I'd come and like play with you guys anyway. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I play with you too, Paul. <laughs> no, I... Um, I have learned that uh, I can, <laughs> I can, I can take advantage of the fact that no one can actually see the dice I'm rolling. So, you know, <laughs> 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 no, no, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I've learned a lot more about audio <laughs> editing than I ever thought I would. Um, I've learned. Um, more about Pokemon in general than I mm, same knew before. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. What are you, mm-hmm. Lydia? Um. Hmm. Nothing. I'm just perfect. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I definitely agree with Michael with knowing a lot more about Pokemon because honestly, like, um, like I was really into it and stuff when I was a kid, but then, uh, growing up and stuff, I kind of faded away a little bit so now it's kind of cool to be getting back into it again and and relearning and everything as well um i know another really big thing for me too is that like it's really weird for me personally that when i'm in a theater setting i can improv no problem but Mm. when i'm just sitting at a computer i feel a lot more locked in so i can't really like move around and uh, there's not huh. as much flexibility mm-hmm. I guess as well too so that's been a big learning curve for me as well to kind of figure out how to better portray Liliana um, through just audio format and that's still something that I'm definitely working on um, but that's that's been a fun challenge that I've really enjoyed and then obviously I know I've talked about this in other um, episodes and stuff and probably in our last Q&A too but this is my first time that I've ever done D&D before so <laughs> that's been a huge learning thing as well but 
Um, I re- I've been really enjoying it, even though I'm I'm still trying to get the hang of it, and it's it's very daunting at times, but it's really fun and it's a cool cool thing to get to try to do and everything and thankfully i have a a patient team working with me and helping me (laughs) along the way (laughs) Uh, another thing that i have there do not plan for uh for drama Mm. when running it plan for comedy because that will happen (laughs) and plan for horror because you can do that but you can't really plan for drama drama can happen but you mm. shouldn't plan for it or expect it because we're doing improv and it's a lot. It's really hard to do dramatic improv. Uh, next question. Um, yes, yeah, because that's uh, one I got to pick, isn't it? Um, <laughs> to, I'll hit that string of them later. Because um, <laughs> there's like three questions that are like directed at me, and I think I can hit those all kind of rapid. But I need to think about one of the answers a little bit more. Um, <laughs> let's go with. Um, I think I'm going to pick this one from Fuego, uh, also from our Discord, um, and because I think like, we can hit these pretty quickly, uh, and you guys feel free to chime in. Um, do you think you'll ever do mm. weekly ep- uploads? Probably not. Uh, one, just because I think, uh, one, our production schedule can't work that quickly, and two, our editing, yeah. editing schedule can't work that quickly, unless we get someone who like comes and just wants to edit and is a fiend at it and is, is fantastic. Um, but we have yet to find that. Um, so right, yeah. thing, like we've got some great volunteer editors mm-hmm. on that, yes. which has helped us a lot. But like, that would require kind of a full time position, uh, or, <laughs> or or yeah, yeah or For someone me, the like. The thing is, like, if you if we could either decently pay someone or be decently paid ourselves to do it. Mm-hmm. But if right. that happened, we'd probably end up with a C and D. So that's probably not going to happen. Along with this, uh, do you regret regret doing this podcast? Absolutely not. This I'm is not every day. No. Oh. Yeah. For for me, this is uh, something I really really enjoy doing. And uh, about uh, coming up on a year ago now, like it was between doing school stuff and uh, I was in a draft league and a handful of other things. It was really hard for me to manage a lot of things, but it was never a question in my mind that you know I cut other things out first before I would cut out rollout just because I, I really enjoy this mm-hmm. so so much. And like I said, even if we weren't recording this podcast and like. Should this podcast ever come to an end? I don't know if Nick ever ha- has a plan for that. Maybe in eight <laughs> years, we'll see. Um, but <laughs> I, have an, I have an end game. Okay. Oh. Um, see if we ever reach it. <laughs> Does it involve a snap? <laughs> but uh, but I, I hope that we could still continue this game outside of the podcast. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess in my mind, we'd always have the podcast and it always come out in some form, even if we have very, very few listeners. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the last one in this, what is the ratio of recording to editing? I'd say to record one episode, it probably takes about two hours. And to edit that episode, me personally, probably takes a minimum of six hours. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like three times as long. At least, yeah. Yeah. Uh, partially, uh, I think my computer just it, my computer is not great. It's getting a little bit old, and I, I need to clean it up a bit. But yeah, it is um, it is a task. So. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Which is why we really appreciate our volunteer editors. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they can Absolutely. step in and do that. Like they do a lot of work. Mhm. So uh, yeah, um, did anyone else have anything they wanted to add to that one? Yeah. No, pretty well covered. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I will say 
uh, for the regret doing this podcast. I don't regret it. Let <laughs> me just start with that. <laughs> I don't regret it. <laughs> um, I will say, though, back when I was in college, there were a number of times when I was, re- re- well, not regretting it, but rethinking grudgingly mm-hmm. recording episodes mm. at times um mm. and that that too is a large part of because i overworked myself during college i had Who i completed two majors and a minor in four years and i oh. also worked three part-time jobs every semester to pay for my tuition and books and board and everything still came out with student loans no surprise <laughs> um but then also too just like a lot of you know, still wanting to be social and have have that life yeah. as well, and get involved in a lot of extracurriculars. So that yeah. that was a big part of it. But I will also say too that um, even though sometimes it was an extra weight on me, for sure, especially when we we're recording episodes at like three in the <laughs> morning, and I still had a five page paper to write by eight o'clock. <laughs> um, I, I will say that. Um, there, there were, I mean, you know, everybody goes through rough patches and stuff too, but especially my senior year, there were a lot of things that were not great that happened. And yeah. so I was always really grateful for the podcast and, and for the guys that I was working with. And um, it was a nice, nice thing to be apart from college. Um, and mm. then especially doing still afterwards. And it's, it's always been something that I really enjoy doing and something that's new to me. So no, I definitely don't regret it in the long run at all. Um, I speaking a little bit candidly, I don't mean this as a slight that you and like at the time I didn't know you, you know, very well yet. But I, I thought like within the first ten episodes, I was like, you know, Lydia's probably gonna quit this. She's probably gonna, <laughs> probably gonna yeah. throw in the towel. But, um, but I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad that yeah. you were able to make it through. And like, I, I completely appreciate. I didn't do two majors in four years, but uh, I completely understand. Like doing a lot in college and trying to, you know, uh, try and get the most out of the experiences you can, and it, it's really tough, so I, I, I completely understand that, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, uh, I didn't think you'd make it, but I'm glad that you're still with us here <laughs> nearly you. three years later, or over three years later. <laughs> that is something that I definitely do regret, is in the earlier episodes, when I go back and listen to that, I can tell that I was not 100% in, and I feel really bad for that, so I'm really <laughs> sorry that I didn't didn't do better <laughs> no i like i think it whatever whatever place we're we're in while we're recording like it does add to the characters <laughs> in in weird ways so like i mean we get liliana has become this interesting character with all this depth and i think part of that is a result of that like mm. I, being elsewhere. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, trying to see yeah. where this ties into. Um, uh, I think uh, tying into like what lessons have you learned since starting the podcast? I remember it was probably a year, maybe two years ago. I started uh, suggesting a more frequent recording schedule and doing mm-hmm. one episode at a time, just because mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like when we were recording the second episode, like we were just like. Right. We were wiped. Yes, exactly. Yeah. By the time oh, we got man. to the second episode, yeah. like we cool. were, I and I'm not sure if we could, uh, I could tell in the audio rec- mm-hmm. on the recording part, but I just, you know, 
I know, I'll admit, I've dozed off recording the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know I dozed off plenty of times. <laughs> I, I have the benefit, for lack of a better word, that I'm constantly, like, I have something open and I'm reading it, or I'm talking, or I'm working through numbers almost You're the entire plugged in time. Constantly. So I'm just, like, working through it, and then I'll say something, and there'll be deafening silence. And and Nick is recording alone. <laughs> let's, repeat, let's repeat that, and then they'll answer. It'll be okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll yeah. fix it in <laughs> So, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely played the game every once in a while. Was it, uh, do they get distracted by something? Did the internet cut out, or are they asleep? <laughs> all, all very likely possibilities. <laughs> Very, yeah. very there was definitely nights again back in college where there in my on-campus apartments there was a study room and so i would begin our nights at the table all set up everything spread out nicely and then some nights i would eventually transition off of my chair and onto the floor and underneath <laughs> the table lying down <laughs> It's like, this is fine. I'll stay awake this time. (laughs) Not not like the last ten times. Yeah. (laughs) One thing that would keep me up is, and that I I, I do just kind of naturally now, is like, especially when you're in the middle of a battle or you're working something out, I'll just get up and walk around Mm. where I am. Mm. Because I I have wireless headphones, which are nice. And so then I can just walk around, and then as soon as I'm needed to talk again, I sit back down. Yeah. Mm. Uh, should we move on to the next question? Uh, Michael, I think you have this one. Yes, and I'm going to take this question from Knight in Discord. Uh, between all the characters of the show, who would you be saddest to see die? That's such a hard question. Does anybody want to jump in with an answer on this? Like, anybody have just, like, an immediate answer to I it? guess, so my initial thought is I don't... I mean, maybe Nick would let us die. I don't know. I, I feel like it'd be really hard to have let any one of the three main characters actually die. Maybe I just that realized who would motivate you guys the most. What? <laughs> Yash. Oh, oh, shut up! <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't even think about NPCs. <laughs> he said characters. He didn't uh, say players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That also includes Pokemon. Well, I mean, that's what my thought. Like, so I think what would be who would be the saddest person to die if any of us died? I think it would either be uh, Charlie or Sneeze. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The mm. main characters. Mm. I, 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 I can see Liliana like... having like a sudden heroic moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Pokemon go. Um, I know Boss has become like a fan favorite. Uh, people have been really mm-hmm. uh, interested yeah. in Boss. Uh, people would be very disappointed. I bet they riot if Sparky died. Um, oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I've, Our got, I've got another one for that one. Schmoopy. 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 Like what, what was probably the first caught Pokemon. Or yeah. Close to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Schmoopy was. Yeah, followed by Victoria and Chomps. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was yep. just thinking that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I have like I, there there I see a few layers to this because like you you hit on something I was thinking about with characters like that does include Pokemon like are mm-hmm. you guys familiar with the does the dog die dot com no <laughs> um, it's it, it's it's a, it's a crowdsourced 
um, thing where they watch movies and TV shows, and it's, it, it, it's broader, but like it, it began as just kind of a does the dog die in this movie? Yeah, because yes if there's no. a dog gotcha. in a movie, especially a scary yep. movie, you're always worried: is the dog gonna live or not? <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, if there are people, like that's gonna that's gonna hurt if they die. But it's worse if the dog dies, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just ask John so, Wick. Like, that's where, like, right? <laughs> um, and so that's like. Um, you know, one of the human characters could die, and that would be sad. But it would be even sadder to see the Pokemon die. Yes. Um, and I, but then there's like a couple of there, there's another way to to see this too. There there's a, a good kind of sadness, and there's a bad kind of sadness. And the good kind of sadness would be the the kind that fuels the story. Mm-hmm. That like, oh my gosh, that's really sad. But the story is going to move on as a result of this, and and grow deeper. And then there's the sad where it's like that. Man, there's so much potential there, and now it's cut. Yeah, it's it's gone. With the potential, I would definitely say if Ellie died, (laughs) I would be rather disappointed in that because I'd be like, wait, what? That wait, Uh, that's it? Wait, what? I don't think Ellie can die. What's the reaction to that? (laughs) As it like, as in like worldwide, if 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 the Mm -hmm. archetype of terror and fiction died. I mean, I assume it's happened. Would, would would her power would would her archetypes diminish, or be unleashed? Or would they go unchecked? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You tell us, game master. Yeah, it's not our world. We're we're, we're just living <laughs> yeah. in it. We're just messing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so in in that respect, like. Story-wise, saddest I think it would be one of those Pokemon that we mentioned. Like, mm-hmm. if 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 Shmoopy died, oh my gosh, if Shmoopy died, I would I would not handle it well. <sighs> I yeah, like, <laughs> if, it, like again, if any of my Pokemon died, I'd be like, no, no, you can't. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for Liliana, obviously grunge, but then especially well, I suppose this is mm. also obvious, but like spicy as well, since that was like mm. her yeah. first mm-hmm. Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then with everything that's already like happened to spicy, whew, I think she, yeah. she'd yeah. probably go berserk. <laughs> um, so I think we've covered right. that one. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. Lydia! <laughs> now Lydia, everyone's bummed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but what a great question, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, oh, okay. Here's here's a little bit of an upper. Um, after that, uh, what were your favorite? Oh, this is coming from Major T on Discord. What were your favorite Pokemon when you were first introduced to the franchise, mm. and how do you view those Pokemon now? Classic favorite. I, uh, my favorite was Pikachu, and I mm-hmm. still like Pikachu, but I it is no he is no longer my favorite. <laughs> Um, back in, when I played the original games, like, um, uh, I think it's pretty commonly known that Alakazam and that whole line are, like, my favorite Pokemon, mm-hmm. mostly because they, like, in Generation 1, they just dominated. Like, you could have a Kadabra, not even a fully evolved Pokemon, and <laughs> it would just wipe the floor. So, like, for those of you who probably know the feel where you didn't have a, a cable link and you couldn't trade it to evolve it, like, mm-hmm. even a Kadabra could still run train on the entire game. So, uh, that was uh, <laughs> one of my favorite Pokemon. And then I'd usually flush out my team with, like, the starters, 
Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I uh, Bulbasaur has uh, grown and is still um, uh, one of my favorites, uh, and especially like my wife Elizabeth has a huge affinity for Bulbasaur as well. Um, I'd also round up the team with like a Doug Trio, a Primeape, um, Raichu uh, was a really good one uh, back back then too. So those are kind of the ones that I would use. Like I said, I still like uh, Bulbasaur and Venusaur, and I'm excited to see what uh, Gigantamax Venusaur does uh, in the new DLC that's going to be coming out, or probably by the time this episode hits, has come out possibly. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so, but the other ones, like, just from, like, more of a competitive aspect, they're like, yeah, they're not as useful, so I haven't, uh, liked them as much. But I, I still have, like, a soft spot in my heart for them, as you can tell by me just rattling those off so quickly. <laughs> right, just remembering them all mm-hmm. so well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, uh, in the, the early introduction was definitely Cubone. Mm. I had mm. a very, very deep soft spot for, for Cubone. <laughs> Um, I, I remember the trading card for, for Cubone and how sad he looked just staring up at the stars and weeping a little bit. It was just like, oh, I want to be your friend and I want to give you a hug and you know, be nice. Um, I still like Cubone quite a bit. Um, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. There are so many that I like. I, I do tend to like a lot of the flying type hmm. Pokemon. Hmm. Uh, and and many of the, the Gen 1 Pokemon. I, I've noticed that I, I tend to like a lot of the round Gen 1 Pokemon, <laughs> by which I mean Ghastly, Mankey, Voltorb, <laughs> Oddish, <laughs> the ones that are, that are spherical in shape. I don't know why, but I like them a lot. <laughs> okay, so I just looked up when Pokemon Stadium was released in the U.S., mm-hmm. supposedly, at least from what I'm seeing on the first result, that was sometime in the year 2000. Mm. So I was four. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And so for me, first getting introduced to the franchise, I was very much only interested in Pokemon that looked pretty. <laughs> 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 um. And also, too, like, going off of, like, the Pokemon show and, like, Pokemon, the movie in 2000 were especially, mm-hmm. like, my main jams when I was a kid. Or Dawn um, just randomly shows up. But definitely Bulbasaur. I still love Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbasaur mm. has always had a place in my heart. I've always really liked grass types. Um, I think that's just always because, like, I've always really liked gardening as well. Uh, that was mm. something my mom instilled in me. So... So any type of grass type of Pokemon I've always really liked. Um, I remember I always thought Squirtle was super cool in, in the anime. And I was like, yeah, he's part of a gang. He's so cool. He's got triangle glasses. <laughs> now I'm not as much of a fan of, of Squirtle. Um, still cool, though. But, but yeah, but I remember in Pokemon Stadium, um, what I would usually choose for my lineup was... Uh, Venusaur, Venomoth, Onyx, um, Gyarados, of course. Also <laughs> still still very much love Magikarp and Gyarados because I was always like, nobody mm-hmm. likes a Magikarp. I like the Magikarp. <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes them, but I think they're cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Gyarados. 
I don't remember the other ones, but those are the those are the main ones that I I remembered, especially Venomoth, because I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost like a butterfly. But cool. Um, quick question for you, Lydia. Uh, when you did you see Detective Pikachu? I did finally. Yes. Uh, did when the Bulbasaurs came out? Did you not just like want oh like the, a Bulbasaur? I wanted to hug all of them. They were so <laughs> right? cute. I was waiting the whole I was waiting the whole movie because I was like, okay, so there's a Squirtle, there's a Charmander. Like they have to have Bulbasaur. Like where are there? Why are there no Bulbasaur? What what is this? I'm so sad. And then it happened, and there was a whole swarm of them, and they're so cute, and their eyes, and they're just right? they're so beautiful, and there's so many of them. <laughs> I think, like, at that moment, I, I, I don't want to say, like, I teared up. Maybe I teared up a little bit. I was like, Aww. I want one. Why isn't this real? I want right? a real Bulbasaur. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're so precious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. So, just uh, thinking through it, like, besides Pikachu, so just, uh, like, thinking through it, like, the water starters were always a big thing for me. Like, the only Pokemon that I consistently <laughs> remember as being from Generation 2, and nothing with wrong really with generation two i just don't remember it that often but i remember totodile and mm-hmm. frolligator throughout it which is awesome which is just awesome especially how he was in the anime where he just bit everything mm-hmm. and was just like the most excited thing in the world <laughs> it was just great <laughs> um and then mudkip i i enjoy a lot so mm. yeah pokemon stadium uh i always say this wrong for for gal for Gallad for alligator for alligator for alligator <laughs> thank you and Mistrevis were mm. my two <laughs> main Pokemon in uh, Pokemon Coliseum yeah. so those those two I also have a very uh, soft part in my heart for I'm happy Mistrevis got an evolution and like when I first caught one I'm remembering now in Silver I was like okay what does this evolve into because it's awesome and it didn't and that made me sad. Yeah, see, okay, like Miss Magius, I just thought it looked kind of lame, so I'm not... I think if I ever got a Mistrevis, I probably wouldn't evolve it, just because of aesthetics. <laughs> That's so dumb. There's <laughs> an interesting thing, if you imagine uh, Miss Ma- Miss Magius is apparently an armless woman, an armless witch. Huh. Like, if you, if you add arms to her, it actually fits really well, instead of being just, like, crunched together, but... Let's go with Contract Hammer. Uh, when it comes to type-shifted or augmented Pokemon, <laughs> how are your reactions compared to the p- characters you play? Hmm. And uh, since I don't, I play either many characters or no character, depending on who you ask, I will let one of I guess guys as a character, uh, I imagine, like, uh, the type-shifting is, is, like, natural. Like, you know... The thing about, like, when uh, type-shifted Pokemon were first introduced to the original series, it was, well, not first introduced, but anyways, uh, but, like, in Alola, you're, like, you're Alolan Sandshrew, and, like, you're, you're Alolan Vulpix, and the, these Alolan types, like, oh, they're type-shifted. Right. But if you think of the continuity of the world, it's like, these Pokemon have always existed, it's just, you know, different from the particular regions, and so... <clears throat> You know, Charlie would be like, cool, let's catch this Pokemon. They have the same name? Cool, whatever. Um, but uh, uh, for for me as a person, overall, I like the type shifting. I think it's cool to see these in a different uh, perspective. The one complaint that I have, and I, I'm guilty of this as well because I did it in like the few things that I've DM'd as well, is I feel like type shifting to ghost is too easy. 
And it, it's it's the easy, oh, what's what's the type shoot? Oh, it died. Okay, so it's a part ghost type now. I feel like it's too easy. I can think of one other po- one other podcast where they have, uh, which we'll probably talk about later, that has uh, Pokemon type shifted as, as uh, to ghost as well. I just feel like that is too easy of a type shift to do. Yeah, I, I always want to type shift something and have there be a reason behind it shifting. So if the yeah, if ghost type shifting is oh it just died, that's not as much fun as why it did so and what happened beforehand that made it come back as a ghost type. So. <laughs> I I think um, yeah, I mean the type shifting stuff is always really cool. It's really interesting to see that yes. the augmentation stuff also like. Um, when we see the augmentations in Pokemon, I think, like, my character reaction is mostly like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Um, but I, Michael, am somewhere between that and, like, that's really interesting and cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do have to say, yeah. Nick, I did like the uh, poison and steel uh, type shifting that you did uh, for the Ashes Gym. That stuff was really good. Oh yeah, that that was cool stuff. Do we say spoilers on that? <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh I think my response is basically the same as Michael's that like as Lydia, I'm like, "Oh, sweet, this is really cool. This is something new and different." <laughs> but then yeah, depending on the Pokémon we're up against, Liliana's generally not a fan <laughs> especially when it came to like all the blighted pokemon and everything because it was like no that's that's like what happened to spicy and like her parents and everything that's terrible that's horrible they're abusing the pokemon but me as a person mm. i'm like i want all of these so bad that's so cool <laughs> like the cacturn mm-hmm. oh patient zero yes patient zero oh, is the best so cool and yeah. it's so like creepy and weird <laughs> I think um, my favorite of those actually wasn't, like, Patient Zero was a pretty high contender for it, but it was actually the, and I can't remember the name of it, the bug and grass type um, that the uh, researcher that you guys ran into who had, um, who had Spicy's mother. Oh, uh, the Levani? Yes, the Levani. Mm. Uh just because it like like I, I like the visual of the fact that it was wearing a suit and so I could just make it like a funeral suit and it's it's uh, leaves as its arms they just got twisted into like brambly claws that was just fun and especially because it like leaving it so it was a revenant leavani mm-hmm. which is great. I also have to say that I liked uh, how you did have the blight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because that it was mm-hmm. it was. Uh, like a status condition, and, but it did like give this different type effectiveness. So like you kind of added a third type without actually giving a Pokemon a third type, and I thought that was really, uh, really well done. Really well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, unique that, and that, interesting. That I kind of figured out how to work with that. I actually like how that developed. If you want to peek behind the curtain with that, was. I wanted to give each of your starter Pokemon something unique so that they would both be like bigger, more, or have more mm-hmm. interesting traits with them and have more viability as you got more Pokemon so that you would use them more and just so that they'd have like narrative interest in the story. So 
the first one the easiest was Professor Sneezes, because, uh, or not the easiest, but the first one that I was thinking through, because I knew you'd come into that one first. And so I was like, okay, uh, what are the, like, the aspects of the story that he found the Igglybuff in? She was being attacked by a Rhyhorn. That's kind of strange, so what happened mm. with that? And so, um, and why was there an Igglybuff just kind of by itself in the woods? And that, that spun out to, okay, there must be other Wigglytuff mm-hmm. nearby. Why wouldn't they have gone after this? They were stuck to something. Let's put something there. Why would Rhyhorn run into them? Why would they fight? Okay, it's migrating, and Rhyhorn, once they put their horns down, they just go. And was able to kind of just build off of that nice. uh, into something interesting. And so as I was looking for that for something else, I was like, okay, now what do I do with uh, Spicy? And Liliana, like, okay, Spicy was taken from a rival gang, so she probably grew up somewhere in Ratu. For a while, I almost had Ratu on the back of a giant Torterra. But <laughs> I realized that that wouldn't work, and that'd be yeah. really hard to do, plus someone would have noticed by now. Um, so, so that didn't work through it, and so I was just kind of, like, working through, of like, okay... Spicy's there. She's kind of terrified of things. This was in a fight with a gang. So, what was this gang up to? And that kind of built into what can I do with these other things here? I was also thinking of random encounters that I could have you run into. And I was finally like, okay, this is interesting. And so, like, as I was building through it, like, it, I didn't realize I was making a zombie apocalypse <laughs> until more than halfway through like building the encounters and then i was like oh these are plant zombies cool mm-hmm. nice all right i'm gonna take a couple here uh yeah. that kind of mesh together from uh mandrake mandrake cone from our discord um, the first one is to the cast, specifically those who know uh, Pokemon World Tour United. If any two of you could face off against Rose mm. and Cobalt from that podcast, who would win? Rollout team or uh, Pokemon World Tour United crew? And what members of your team would you bring? Uh, are, are, is anyone else uh, familiar with uh, uh, that series? Yep. I am. I. It's... <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I, I, I think yeah. I've listened to it all, um, what they have so far anyway. And, um, yeah, so uh, my my answer, uh, here here's my quick quick answer. I'm sending in Charlie and Liliana, and you two would kick their butts. Uh, <laughs> gauntlet down. Um, and uh, I, mostly I'm thinking I would just, Love yes, the Growlithes <laughs> meeting. Um, yeah, I think I would also send in uh, Charlie and um, uh, Charlie and Liliana. Uh, it also kind of depends on like who the GM would be because uh, they they play a little fast and loose, which is fine. I mean, they yeah, I fair. enjoyed the product that they put out. Uh, they definitely play by rule of cool though, and so they right. get by by a lo- with a lot of uh, shifty shenanigans. It would, but I. Th- <laughs> well, that I, I, I think would. I think Liliana and Rose would uh, yeah. meet it very well, and Charlie and Cobalt would as well. <laughs> um, so, yes, there there are many yes. similarities and, yeah. between Charlie and, uh, and I, Cobalt. I, I overall, I feel like um, <laughs> like just knowing uh, knowing those guys. Um, I don't know. Like I know. Um, 
Uh, Jake doesn't do a whole lot regarding regarding uh, competitive Pokemon, and Josh does does a, a little bit here and there. Um, and I also know Lydia doesn't do anything regarding competitive Pokemon, so um, I don't know. It would be it would be, be a fun one. I think uh, I'll just say this: it would probably be a good heated battle. Come down to a uh, couple last blows, and then Team Rocket would would jump in, and we'd have to fight them, <laughs> fight against them together. <laughs> There'd be no decisive winner. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's 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 about <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so let's do um, this crossover. Uh, Let's also hit a couple more here from uh, so from Mandrake Cone. Uh, Nick, if Pokemon Rollout and another podcast did a crossover, uh, who would you want to run the game? How much collaboration behind the scenes would be going on? So, like, Nick, I guess the first question for you is, do you listen to other uh, Pokemon podcasts? Mm. Um, the only one I've listened to more consistently is Critical Ditto. Mm, I just, yep. like, real, like, mm. Mm. it's funny because I'm running one, but I don't listen to many, like, D&D style Pokemon style podcasts it's just like that's not what I usually sit down and listen to in terms of podcasting um, oh yeah that's fine in terms of it like just with any of them yeah. I um, have definitely hit a few times especially with like the in-person things where near I think every in-person role-playing like tabletop role-playing game I've been a part of I've run so my answer to that is hopefully someone else hmm. <laughs> Because it would be fun to play a game, <laughs> especially with people who I'd be talking with, um, instead of like by post, which is fine. But it's it's more interesting. Like there, there's there's a little bit more with a setup of things there. Um, with collaboration behind the scenes, uh, if it was set in the Chandi region with going and like things were going on with mm-hmm. that, I'd probably want to be a little more collaborative because I just it's the thing I made, so I just like to be talking with them with it um, and making sure nothing happened that I'd be like what on earth just happened here which I'm sure nothing would but uh, uh, just the thought process there but uh, with anything else I, I if I'm the one who's playing I'm fine with being surprised so cool. okay Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, and then one more with these here, and I'm not sure, Lydia, you probably can't answer this one, but maybe this is something for you to look forward to if you do listen to their podcast. Uh, if uh, Liliana could swap a Pokemon with any one person from the extended Pokemon universe, who would it be and why is it Pepper? Now, Pepper is a type-shifted, uh, it's now a Charmeleon uh, that is a uh, ghost type. So it's a fire ghost type, and it just uh, has these vacant eyes and kind of teleports and shadow claws things, and... <laughs> and it, it holds Cobalt's hand. Uh, Rose's so. hand. Pa- Rose's, yeah. Pa- part yeah, of Rose's me was hand. really hoping it was another Charmelon. <laughs> no. That's what my mind went to at first. That is, that, that, that is, that is probably my favorite <laughs> type shift name that I've made, and it's the, the worst. The Charmelon the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, do you have an answer to to that now that you know who Pepper is? <laughs> I do like the phrasing of the question, who would it be and why is it Pepper? <laughs> that's pretty good. Um I mean after that description that's yeah. <laughs> Go, going back to the previous question, I do feel like Pepper and Sparky would have a very good battle. Um yeah, shoot. Now I really wish that I that I knew this this <laughs> podcast more. Um, but yeah, Pepper sounds cool. I'll will take I'll take Pepper. I'll take a Pepper, please. <laughs> um, Pokemon Universe though. 
Um, for once that I actually do know, though. I mean, like, my... <laughs> my, my immediate, um, answer is the Charizard. Um, Ash's Charizard. <laughs> just because it is so sassy. <laughs> and just kind of does its own thing. Yes. Which I think, like, would infuriate Liliana to no end to not have the power. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, too, that would also be a lot of fun to play around with as well and kind of hash out and see who is truly, like, the leader in that situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Good. All right. Um, and then uh, we'll use this as a nice transition. Uh, Michael, don't really have a question, but if you aren't already, could you read the next question in Professor Sneeze's voice? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Um, Well, we've got a question um, on the Discord. Um, Sounds. uh, I'm I'm not totally sure about all this technology here, but um, from Discord, we've got a question from Richie, uh, and Richie wants to know: Considering every aspect, if you could have a real life Pokemon, which would you choose? And I don't know what he means by a real-life Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon are real. Does he mean versus a plush or a substitute? I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you folks think? <laughs> there's the cheap answer, there's the answer that includes legendaries, and then there's the answer that doesn't include legendaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's, what's the cheap answer? <laughs> that, that's, that's what I was thinking. Uh. <laughs> But I mean, do you really? Ditto is the correct answer. So when, when answering this question, like I was thinking about, it, I was like, well, I was thinking about all the one, all the um, like um, pet shaming uh, Pokemon spoofs that they had, like you know, where people like make the signs for their Pokemon, like I ate, uh, I oh, ate yeah. the curtains and all this mm-hmm. stuff, and um, mm-hmm. I, I thought set about fire those. To the curtains, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where like Ditto could wreak a lot of havoc in your life potentially. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> Um, Especially so, since it is confirmed that Ditto can take on perfect human forms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No. Um, I, uh, and the way I interpret this is, I would interpret this as not including mythicals or legendaries. I mean, if you want to do like world mm-hmm. domination, give me a Groudon, and I'll like uh, primal revert it, and we'll we'll have a grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you wouldn't have Ki- Kyogre to balance it. That's all right. Mm. Eternal drought. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, although, like, in thinking about this question, I finally saw the appeal of Eevee. I'm not a huge fan of Eevee. Like, mm. I get its appeal. Yeah. yeah. But I also understand it now. Like, Eevee is just, like, a little pet. You could have an Eevee uh, as, like, a little dog or cat around you, and it would be a cute yeah. little... Cute little mm-hmm. Pokemon for you, so. I can see that argument. I, like, I, yeah, for me, that, that that almost like lessens the appeal of Eevee for me because it's like I can get a pet. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I can already get a pet. A centret would also be cool. Like it can like just like Centric. run around hopping up on sail and stuff. That'd be <laughs> that'd be really cute. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the more the more I I've learned about um, Wigglytuff just from having one in the game. Yeah, I I think. A Wigglytuff would be amazing. It's so like, soft that you can't stop petting it. So soft. <laughs> I mean, perfect just, like, pillow, you know, take a Wigglytuff camping. <laughs> Don't need to pack an air mattress. You got a Wigglytuff. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I I would have to pick something that like I could ride on. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> not a ride on. But but a Pokemon but yes, that, that I could is also. ride a top of. There we go. Um, yeah, I don't know which one specifically though. Mm. I think something with with a good amount of speed though. I mean, a Gyarados would be really cool just riding a giant <laughs> dragon through the sky. Yeah. That would be pretty mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah, I think I think definitely something I could ride on. Otherwise, so something to, like, kind of like a Zoro, where they can do a bunch of different, like, illusions and everything, too. That's really I fun. I mean, Zorark are capable of human speech, so. See, that would be so cool, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for me. Uh, yeah. If but I, I do. Oh, good. I was just gonna say one more quick thing. Oh, yeah. but yeah, but uh, still going back to my my love for for grass types and stuff. Bulbasaur would be very cool. Yes. Or I did see that eventually. I think Torterra, um, at least in PTU standards, you can ride on those. Mountable. Four. So that would be really yep. fun to ride on like <laughs> a moving garden. What? <laughs> and it's a turtle. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Um. Yeah, for me, if legendaries were included, I'd probably go with Dialga, because time control is awesome. Um, <laughs> but saying no legendaries things there, I like Houndoom is cool, but burns never heal and never stop hurting, so that just seems like a recipe for terrible time. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple other ones that are interesting. Like I, I want, I, I really what I want is a type that can fly and that I and that I can ride, because that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of me was leaning towards Aerodactyl, but given every characterization of an Aerodactyl makes it a nightmare. Like, an absolute monster that just wants to destroy things. Um, that might not be the best. So I think I ended up with uh, getting a bag on and evolving it to Salamence. Nice. I, I imagine with all these, like, its nature would also uh, determine things. Like, if you had a docile uh, Aerodactyl, it'd probably be okay. <laughs> for, for an Aerodactyl. <laughs> A, a, a tim- timid Aerodactyl. For an Aerodactyl. <laughs> I, w- I would love to say, too, this is probably something that people would not be expecting me to say, but I would not be able to do a creepy Pokemon in real life. <laughs> I I love yes, them. Yes, wait. Fictionally, I think they're fantastic and wonderful, and they're so cool, but in real life, I would not be able to handle, like, a Sableye. I, Sableye, I could not uh, do that. Here's what you do: get Banat. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it stands like three and a. How, how tall is a Banat again? It's like three or four feet tall. But it's got a zipper mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you open no. up the zipper mouth, all the uh, dark energies that uh, control it will escape. I don't like that. Yikes. And isn't it also a um. Uh, isn't isn't that the one that like chases yeah, down the good. the kids who like discarded it? Uh, it is what? it is animated by the hatred from that. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't really chase after them because it doesn't know who they are. But I mean, like maybe if it was a type of like protective pet, <laughs> then maybe. But still, then I would feel so bad because then I'd be like, but what if it hurts somebody? You know. <laughs> I would feel so sad but then I'd feel torn because I'm like but this is my little friend but Mm -hmm. then it just hurts someone and I don't know what to do anymore (laughs) Bannet are 3 feet and 7 inches tall it's too much I was looking then into the question above that I think kind of goes into it then 
from she also from our discord uh question for everyone what are y'all's favorite pokemon should i just stop there there's like three questions in this question <laughs> sure okay okay we'll just yeah we'll just start with that so oh i mean i guess we kind of already answered that though never mind um 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 Ooh, ooh, okay, wait, no. Well, I mean, this, ha have... This... I think, Lydia, you and I have talked about some of our favorite Pokemon have. Uh, Nick and Michael, did you guys uh, say what your favorite Pokemon are? Oh, that's true. Sorry. We said what our favorite Pokemon used to be, but I don't think we said <clears throat> what they are now. I, I did say that it's kind of hard for me to mm -hmm. determine a favorite, and I tend towards the spherical Gen 1 Pokemon, okay. but... Mm -hmm. and, and also some of the flying types, yeah. but... yeah. Uh, I guess, like, again, yeah, me, it's, it's still kind of hard to choose, but I think uh, if I had to pick one, it'd end up being the Bagon line, actually. Oh, I just, nice. I, I really enjoy the fact that they really want to fly to the point that they throw <laughs> themselves off of high places. Nice. Good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, pick, pick a different one, Lydia. If you were a Pokemon, what Pokemon do you think you would be, and what about your character? Mm, this is a really introspective question. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. For Liliana, um, not too surprising, especially since she's already a dark type, it would be that. I think especially, too, since she is a part of the Zerua gang, or that is her <laughs> gang, I think that probably is what she would be. Um, something sneaky and, you know shifty always kind of changing her masks and everything um as well and you know very mischievous um you can never really tell like if she is good or bad she just kind of is uh so i think i mm. think that's pretty pretty fitting for her so yeah any so yeah so mainly zarua but i suppose any sort of dark type that kind of fits within those standards then that isn't like overly um malicious mm -hmm. i think i think sneeze wishes he were a snorlax <laughs> <laughs> but in reality sneeze is more of a hmm, like a doduo <laughs> I, that. <laughs> um, I feel like Charlie is a ninjask with speed boost. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just kind of zooming all around and uh, going faster and faster. Um, for me myself, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to make that connection. I guess like I don't I don't know. It's yeah. I don't know. It's tough. But mm -hmm. I'm thinking Espeon. I don't know why. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. I can kind of see that. I don't know why. Ooh, maybe maybe to make it easier, we could. Uh, this wasn't the original question, but what if we could just narrow it down to an evolution? Oh, there you, oh, go. I, there you go. I would probably so go with evolution? Flareon because it's fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. For for Charlie or for yourself? For, for myself. For Charlie, um, <laughs> probably a Jolteon, I guess. <laughs> there you go. For myself. Espeon, maybe Sylveon. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Hmm. For for Liliana, definitely Umbreon. For Lydia, probably whatever one is really like dorky and happy. <laughs> probably <laughs> just like the regular Eevee. <laughs> say that, that. I was gonna say Sylveon. Sneezes, sneezes an Eevee. Yeah, Sylveon's yeah. the, the dorky. Yeah. One. Okay, that that would Dor be me. Dorky and happy. Yes. <laughs> dorky and happy. 
I'm, I'm still not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or or what would even... For, for each of us, who would you pick for each other? <laughs> That's the oh, way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, I put Nikki the toward Umbreon or Espeon. That's where, where I put him. Yeah. yeah. I think the other, other ones are, are pretty well... Pretty well allotted. Yeah, I think I think mm, I agree yeah. with everyone else's assessments. Did we have a question like this before? I don't have think we, we have. About I, don't this think before? I don't think so. Maybe, but I'm this not is sure. So weird. It I doesn't... feel mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. All right. Huh. Some deja vu. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Who am I? I'm starting <laughs> over. I'm resetting. No but. <laughs> Alright, um, so I think we agree that we're going to try and do one more round of this, and so yeah. here's going to be my suggestion. If there are any questions directed toward you specifically that you want to answer, pick them, do them kind of kind of rapid fire or anything else that you feel like we can kind of go through relatively quickly here. Okay. Um, okay, and I start then? Yes. Right, I'll mm-hmm. do the one from Jeff on Discord. Uh, what's your biggest sure whatever moment in a pl- to a play that actually... <clears throat> excuse me. What was your biggest sure whatever moment to a play that actually ended up being pre- really good? Um, the entire finale of the tournament arc. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, not, not, no, not gonna say any more. Oh um, man. Unless we go to spoilers. But the entire finale of the tournament arc. <laughs> because finale. holy cow. Oh, um, yeah. That was just yeah. one big yeah, sure. Pretty much. Uh, Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, other than that, pretty um, the, the biggest sure whatever that turned out really well and had like a longest lasting thing was like from the moment that I started at Ellie, like when I started like when, when the first encounter with her, every single thing that happened in there, I dialed the creepy up just a little bit more every time I spoke. I was like, okay, yeah, let's make it creepier. Okay, let's make it creepier. Okay, let's make it creepier, and that really built into what she is now. Uh, any other questions you want to answer here, Nick? How much is handy to tweak for the podcast? Uh, not terribly much, but part of that is because I wrote the general outline. How, sorry, how much is handy regions you have to tweak for the podcast with the actual uh, question? And there wasn't terribly much um, because I just wrote the general outline of the idea and then I've mostly been writing the specifics as they come up or just before they come up. So, um, like, the the broad strokes were already there, and the details are being filled in with the characters. So, not too much. Uh, I have a half dozen questions that are either directed at me or Charlie, so I'm going to try and go through those relatively quickly here. Um, <laughs> from Fuego, from our Discord, what was your favorite Game Corner minigame? Um... I had to go back and look at those. It's been a while since I've done anything with Game Corner. I really liked um, uh, Cliff Hiker because uh, it's a lot like that Price is Right game. You may not have had that in Aust- uh, well, mm. in Australia where you live. So I don't. I mean, it's a big country. I don't think that will <laughs> give away too much. But um, uh, but it was uh, it was a game that I, I thought the, uh, that got adapted really well. And then um, the other one that I really liked was uh, Pokemon Password. I always really enjoyed that one. And just the kind of the strategy of making that game was a lot of fun. 
um, from Mandrake Cohn, also from our Discord. Uh, was Charlie always planned as a bit of a ditz, or did he become one organically uh, through play? Um, uh, Charlie originally started as more of like excited and naive. Uh, I think uh, I I basically went with as young as a character as Nick would allow in the world. Uh, he's more or less like you know has some traits of, of Ash Ketchum in him, but. Uh, gradually, just like, uh, you know, him getting lost and not knowing direction was fun. And so, yeah, it, I think it just kind of grew, grew organically. Yeah. It wasn't intended for him to be quite that, uh, ditzy. <laughs> uh, and then the next, uh, three are from Mikey from Twitter, who, uh, runs Pokemon Crossroads. Uh, big fan of Mikey, like him a lot. Hello, Mikey. Glad to hear from you, sir. Um, also, shout out to you for also for uh, uh, putting out all the Pokemon podcasts and like giving them a little bit of a spotlight. We really appreciate uh, all that you do for the podcasting community. So, um, so first one from Mikey. What kind of pine is Charlie? I had to look this Soul. up. And, <laughs> and uh, Pine Char Soul. <laughs> What did you say? Pine Soul. Pine Soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better than the answer I was going to go with. Yeah, Pine Soul. <laughs> I'm taking it. Charlie's Pine Soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, when will Charlie stop catching Pokemon that he can't use? Never. Um, Charlie, it, uh, that's just like an ingrained part of it as a character. Like it's one of the things where we haven't had to come to yet. And we, I mean, let let's be honest. We've been playing this game like Lutherans, where it's like, oh, do you want to catch this Pokemon? Do you want to? No, do you want it? Because I'll let you get this one if you want to. <laughs> um, so, uh, but. In my mind, like, I thought about, like, would Charlie do things to endanger his party members to catch a Pokemon? And he has in the past. Um, <laughs> especially with, uh, Danger the, the Turtonator. <laughs> and, um, and then the Matriarch. Like, Charlie was sort of like, hey, uh, in the middle of that fight, he's like, hey, you guys go, I'm gonna handle this. Um... Because that is, like, his main thing. Like, Charlie wants to catch the Pokemon, and so he will keep catching Pokemon that he can't use. There's that Ursaring that... Yes! Oh, man. Yeah. I, I kind of regret that, because that would be another good one for just, like, too powerful of a Pokemon that I can't use, but <laughs> I want to have it. <laughs> uh, yes, thank you for reminding me about the... I, I'd forgotten about the Ursaring, Ursa but... Um, and then also for Mikey, when will Charlie use the Pokemon he can't use? Uh, Charlie himself probably won't use a lot of these, but when we get to our get to my backstory in five years, or Charlie's backstory in five years, um, I, I have a plan for those. There's something happening with them, which I think everyone will will appreciate. So they'll be sooner than you think. Oh. Uh. oh. Well, I mean, Landsmead is kind of like uh, the central hub of the northern area, right? Yes. So like while. The was it the seventh gym? Am I remembering that right? The seventh gym is in Landsmeet. No, the uh, what is usually taken as the fifth gym is. Oh, Lansmeet. the fifth gym. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll be get, we'll be getting to that uh, probably yeah, in the next. Yeah, Landsmeet's the central hub, just above High Keep, like just north of High Keep. And then if you head east, if you have three badges, you can head. Uh, sorry, if you have three badges, you can head west to Illamine Oasis. If you have uh, five badges, you can head north to Aurora Heights. And if you have seven badges, you can head west to uh, Fort Earthquake. Okay. So yeah, well, uh, again, that may be the next arc there when we when we end up doing that. So. 
I think that's all the ones that were directed at Paul and Charlie specifically, so. Okay. All right. Uh, there's one here that uh, is directed at me that hasn't been answered yet, and that's uh, from Fuego in Discord. Uh, Michael, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> really introspective. Wow, that's like... <laughs> very, very. Uh, I'm Michael. The second question I, would be better. <laughs> I play I'm Professor Michael. <laughs> I play on this podcast. Um, I'm also on the other podcast. I'm I'm on Twitter. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I mean, give you a biography. I don't know. I'm Michael. I'm a guy. Um, then what Pokemon? I'm just an average Joe. Uh, yeah. Uh, what Pokemon do you want to see type shifted? Um, I would be interested in seeing, I think, just about any Pokemon type shifted. I, I think in our last Q&A, something like this question mm-hmm. was asked, and I said something about a Rapidash with mm. wings. Oh, yeah. Um, which is just kind of cool, I think. Um, of course, now we've got the Galarian Rapidash, which um, has some, some coolness to it. <laughs> um, but... As for seeing anything type shifted, you know, we talked about how the the easy cop out is to just type shift anything into ghost. I wonder what if we type shifted something from ghost into like normal. Mm. Mm. What would a normal type Gengar be? Uh, Clefable from Gens one to five. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, like there there's some lore about the, them. Um, because yeah. they have a similar design, like Gengar is oh. intended to be Clefable Shadow. I think they're the same height. Well, here's here's the yeah. here's the actual the, the lore even more behind that. Gengar isn't supposed to have its own form. Gengar is supposed to be a shadow, a shadow. It took on Clefable's mm-hmm. form because Clefable was one of the first Pokemon made. Right. Well, like I know, wasn't um, Clefairy supposed to be? It was considered the, the mascot first. for a while. Yes. The mascot for Pikachu. Yes. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that makes and sense. So yeah, Gengar and was then, supposed. Like, there's there's lore connected with that into Mimikyu too, yeah. right? That like Mimikyu underneath the Pikachu is a ghost type Clefairy. Oh, that makes sense. I, oh, haven't, I heard haven't heard that. that. Yeah. But oh yeah, they, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised you hadn't heard that. That's like nice. the the central lore that I've ghost heard is that this okay. this uh, it's it's a Clefairy that's jealous of Pikachu that took the mantle huh. that it was supposed to have. All right. All right. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I've seen fan theories that like Gengar, if Gen One, uh, like uh, software would have allowed it, would not have had its own form. It would have taken on the shadows of what it was fighting. Mm. That's kind of cool. That is neat. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, that's I think my interesting thought on on this now. Just like, what if we took ghost type Pokemon and type shifted them? Just normal imagining a normal type Banette. It's yeah. a plushie. It's, it's just a, it's just a, it's a it's just a plushie, but right. it has the exact same eyes. Yeah. 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 So it's just like uh, something still unnerving about this thing. But. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the the last question directed at me. So. Excuse me, I have to remove a kitten from some cords. <laughs> hey, come here. So talking about kitties. Um, Going off of Mikey's question from Twitter, will Liliana ever get to play with her homicidal kitties again? <laughs> I definitely think that will be happening. Um, I love those little weirdos. I think they're so much fun. 
I wish I could have battles with like both of them out at the same time. I don't think that would really work, especially since like I can only control one at a time. Um, in 1.04, they had rules for pair battling, but they got cut out in 1.05. Uh, if, I rem- if I remember correctly, they they might be fun. Like if we ever do like a a, a special, of, I mean we'll do specials of some kind kind again. But those mm. would be a really fun pair to bring for like a like a uh. detective grunge or <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that would be fun. And then another really quick question here. Uh, oh, thank you. You've already marked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, who has Holes. been your favorite Pokemon you've caught? Uh, first that comes to mind and i definitely think this is probably my favorite one anyways is sparky just because he's so different (laughs) he's so different and he's so creepy and he's just really really well made i i honestly think he's probably i will be doing that one calm down you guys (laughs) um in our in our little spreadsheet thing They keep clicking their different colored boxes around this one question and saying, do this one. So aggressive. I'm going, I'm saving that one for last. And, and now it's different colors. Anyways. Um, but yes, I, I think Sparky has been uh, my favorite so far. Okay. And now for, for, <laughs> stop. Now for the question um, that everyone's very excited about, and that I was very excited about when I saw this too, is Knight from Discord. <laughs> um, why does Liliana, uh, parentheses, or Lydia, hate Jared so much? I'm starting to feel bad for him. <laughs> I love this question. Don't feel bad for I him. I love that question. Um, <laughs> so the... Oh my gosh, that just hurts my eyes. Anyways... <laughs> so ugly. You can tell um, that we're reaching the end of our recording session. <laughs> we're doing visual All right, dance. kids, calm down. <laughs> On a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, my reasoning for this. So, okay, okay, but she has a legitimate reason to not like this guy. So, from the very get-go, like, this is way near the beginning of the podcast, but he made fun of Victoria. Because he's like, oh my gosh, you're entering a magic carp into this contest? That's so laughable. And I was like, shut up. Don't you say that about my magic carp. And so then that's how the big rivalry began. And he totally kept trying to like sabotage her and everything. And I still. It's from Mean Girls. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, I, still, I still got him. Anyways. Um,. So yeah, so that that was the initial hatred that sparked in Liliana. Um, honestly, I think if he wouldn't have bashed her, I think they would have been really good allies by this point. And I will say too that I think um, they, well, I guess maybe spoilers. I don't know. Um, but I think I think she has come to respect him more and more as she's had more encounters with him, um, just because we do see that they work well together and they are um, from like, what is it? Cut from the same cloth or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. becoming more apparent. Mm-hmm. So I think I think she's finding a mutual business partner and ally in him. But she doesn't <laughs> want to admit it because she's too prideful. But Lydia... Um, wow, that was very aggressive. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but Lydia... Um, 
I like Jared. I think he's a fun character, and I'm glad that Liliana has a rival that keeps showing up. Um, I, I think he's fun to mess around with, and, and I do look forward to his um, appearances. So there you have it. So we'd be really sad if Jared died. <laughs> I would be so sad if Jared died. <laughs> Don't, mm. <laughs> Don't do that. And to Fuego. Mm. <laughs> I always enjoy visiting them. And with all the interaction we've had, especially recently, I might be able to visit even more often. <laughs> but I think that's all the time we have. <laughs> Alright, thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon-Rollout on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash PokeRollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsradio.org. Like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. And feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. Come hang out with us in the Discord. Come say hi in the tap room. Uh, just come and interact with us. We like hearing from you guys, and this is where, as you can see, the majority of our questions came from our Discord. So come, come there. Come. I'm Michael. On Twitter, you can find me at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L. Also on Instagram at the same thing. Uh, so yeah, come on, chat with us, and hang out. And I'm Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8. You can find me on Twitter at Behind Your Alley. Behind Your Alley. That's Behind Your E-Y-D. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast, And get some sweet rewards. Special thanks goes to our patrons. Asher, Nathan Jester, Michael Williams, Zara, Froxis, Forrest Trim, Joe All, Box Cheese, David Harshman, Gregory Lopez, and Rob. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later.
Lydia, how do you, like... How's that for golf? I had to restart my computer, like, you were just not recording this whole time? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we should, like, uh, if there's anything we can do to get ourselves, like, more amped up for this, it would be cool. Let's just do a a, a one-word-at-a-time story, quick. So. In. West. Kansas. Pineapples. Can. Sometimes. Eat. Hearts. With. Enzymes. If. You. Decide. To. Breathe. Charcoal. On. Them? (laughs) They. Hates it. So don't <laughs> stir the pot. <laughs> Fiend. <laughs> so really quickly, um, Enza, um, you, do you know pineapples sometimes sting your lips when you eat them? Yes. That's nope. enzymes in the pineapple that are made to digest meat. They're actually digesting you a little bit as you eat them. Mm-hmm. As you eat them, they're eating you. You bite the pineapple, pineapple bites back. Actually, yep. Pretty much. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I, I know it's the enzyme thing wrong, but it's, it's something like that. But... I wonder if kiwi do like the same thing. Because like, if I eat too much kiwi, yeah. it'll like uh, uh, basically give my tongue like um, almost like a chemical burn. <laughs> that might be a mild mm. kiwi allergy, but... There's that as mm-hmm. a possibility as well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, like, like, if someone, it touches uh, my lips, then they burn for like an hour or so. <laughs> but I love kiwis so much. Right? Yeah, so, someone kiwis wrote awesome. that uh, they, they were surprised that no one else thought that mangoes were spicy, and that's because of a uh, fruit allergy that they had. But... Oh. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <man>. funny. <laughs> spicy mangoes. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, Nick, kick us off. I think we're ready. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.